Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy Benton with the Chris and Sandy Show. We get up close and personal with some amazing guests throughout the entertainment industry. And today, like I say on every episode, we got a great one for you. Who do we have? We have Joe Barksdale with us today. During his eight-year NFL career, he made his music debut with the release of his first album, Butterflies, Rainbows, and Moonbeams in 2017. Following his retirement in 2019, he relocated to Austin, Texas to pursue music full-time. His new album, Yours Truly, features 13 tracks in his signature style. And we're excited to have him on. So welcome yes. to the show. Thank welcome. you for having me. You know, Thank you guys for having me. I always like to start the show out. It's kind of the same way. <laughs> Last two years have been rough for the entertainment industry. Mm -hmm. And I always like to go there first. So how has all this affected what you do? And what have you done to maneuver through this? Um, it's pretty much affected everything I do because <laughs> I retired from football in order to be available to play shows. Yeah, <laughs> and then, right, man. So then there are no shows. Um, but it <clears throat> it helped me in that I wasn't I wasn't a producer before uh, before COVID. So um, over those two years, I learned how to produce, how to mix music, uh, how to make my own, uh, you know, how to play more than just the guitar. So I learned how to play the bass, the keys. So uh, this, this is the thing I say all the time, like you take, you can, you take what you can until you can get what you want. So I took what I could, you know, obviously there weren't any shows, but, um, I was able to explore music from a, uh, from a different perspective of creation yeah. and it's been fantastic. Mm -hmm. So it's, yeah. And it seems to be coming back now. Yeah, and it does seem to be coming back now. Obviously, <laughs> artists of my stature will have to wait a little longer, but that's okay because <laughs> I get to continue to, you know, do podcast interviews with uh, great people like yourselves and then also um, continue to sharpen my tools. You know? And, you know, I think awesome. this all taught um, the whole entertainment industry a lesson, too, in another sense that they learned a new skill because what's I think the future of music is going to be, you're going to do your live shows with a live audience, but now you're going to set up your live social media um, where all your people around the world can tune in. So mm. it's going to be a, I think it's going to be a combo of the both worlds. Oh, for mm. sure. Yeah. <laughs> and who would have thought again, two, two, three years ago, nobody, even though few people were kind of playing with that idea, nobody really on this scale thought of that. Mm-hmm. No, that's true. <clears throat> you know, like for us, you know, we launched this show January of 2020. So a few months before COVID. And I remember mm -hmm. thinking, you know, 100 interviews first year be a great foundation. And then this happens. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, everything's getting shut down. All these entertainers are going to need a place to talk. Yes. yes. We're going to give it to them. So we're going to step it up. And we end up doing over 300 interviews our first year. And we're over 500 now. Nice. Congratulations. You guys are working. <laughs> trying to. to it's yeah. been a, a we haven't done as much in the last few weeks because my dad passed Probably recently me. and I'm all that on march that. 1st so it's kind of been spotty out there but yeah you know we're trying but to we're trying to get back, to, back yes. in, in it again well, well 500 we interviews y'all probably needed to break anyway but it's a passion of ours so we can't quit we love and, it and, yeah. and all that and speaking of passion i read that um you, you know, you went eight years in football and realized that that really wasn't a passion, but music was. Tell us that story of where, where the aha moment mm -hmm. was. 
Oh, there was never an aha moment. I uh, <laughs> I never I was never in the sports like people think I was. I don't <laughs> oh, wow. like I, I was a STEM kid growing up, so I was doing yeah. a lot of science, technology, engineering, and math camps nice. and programs. And my first scholarships were academic, and uh, oh wow, I got kicked out of an engineering camp over the summer and needed something to do to stay out of trouble. I was like 14, 15, so I started playing football. Um, uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, it was. Um, I actually just talked to someone else about this. I was I fell in love with the relationship that I had with uh, my high school coach. It wasn't a sport oh, wow. of football. It was, you know, the relationship that we had in terms you of, know. you know, him being like a dad and a mentor and a big brother and, you know, all those things. Um, and when he died, those goals that I set in football became that much more important to me because they were the last yeah. thing I had left, you know, yeah. of yeah. him. Mm -hmm. And I realized that, you know, he he wouldn't want me to be continuing to like make myself miserable in order to chase something that it doesn't even look like it's gonna happen. Like I was never on any winning teams. Um, mm -hmm. So I, I don't know what the playoffs are like. I don't know what the Super Bowl <laughs> is like. Um, you know, none of those things. So, uh, you know, it was a painful, it was a painful conclusion to come to, but mm -hmm. it was necessary. Now, granted, like you just said, with 2020, <laughs> imagine I beat myself up for two whole years. <laughs> hey, what's your, quit yeah. to do music. Your calendar would have looked the exact same if you were still playing. Well, you stupid. But no, I'm glad. <laughs> but I'm glad that I was able to, you know, learn the things uh, regarding production and so forth. Like, I actually have a show um, next week, and it's like one of those unplugged type shows, but I'm going to be able to, great. you know, have more sound because I can play so many things. I can produce little backing tracks for myself now. Oh wow! Oh, that's great. For like a kid, it was mom. I, I can make pizza now, but yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> so, when did it click for you that music could actually be a career for you? Oh, when I was a kid, um, I used to play in the band in middle school, and I remember back then, like my band teacher was really, really interested in like making sure that I had opportunities to get better. Like, oh wow. Signing me up for programs that were outside of the school, you know, letting my parents know, like, you know, this 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 guy can be something special. This is back when I was playing saxophone. Oh wow! Um, oh wow! Awesome. Yeah. So um, that was the first time I thought about music as a career. Um, but you know, you start thinking about like, how am I gonna make my own songs? Like, people gonna like this? Can I even yeah. sing? You know. So it took me about, you know, the, what, 20 years <laughs> to, get, <laughs> to get it together. But, uh, you know, sometimes sometimes good things take time. So. And, and, you know, speaking mm -hmm. of that, sounds like a lot of sacrifice here. Love that part is perfect lead in for where mm -hmm. I want this to go now. Um, as you know, a lot of people, they see the glory in what you do, but they don't see the grind, the sacrifice, the tears, the struggles that it takes to get to the top levels of entertainment. And I always like to talk about that because I think a lot of times people kind of sugarcoat and gloss over this. They think if you got the talent, you've got it made, you'll make it. We both know that's not true. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so let's take a few moments and talk about some of the sacrifices and struggles you've had to go through in your life to get here. Biggest one would be the one that I was just talking about as far as burying those uh, football goals, those dreams, yeah. <laughs> you know, that was a pretty painful process. Um, I mean, I've missed countless. Are we talking like sports or music or both? both? We can do both. 
So with sports, like I don't really have a relationship with my family. I was never really around my family during the um, during the uh, you know during the time I was playing because I was always mm-hmm. playing. I don't really see holidays the way that other people see them because I was always working on those days. Right. Um, and now even Thanksgiving for the yeah. professional football. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, it, you know it, it just becomes. Yeah, I don't know. I think your view on life just changes a little bit, but you sacrifice certain things. I mean, even when I was in high school, I sacrificed the fun part of senior year because I graduated a semester early. So I didn't get to goof off with the rest of the class and almost get arrested. <laughs> but, you know, um, I think about that a lot. You know, I, uh, I mean, honestly, I sacrificed my mental health by, and I didn't know this at the time, but you know, yeah. you sacrifice yeah. your mental health and your body playing sports, but Right. Especially your mental, when you're talking about being at the time I wasn't diagnosed autistic, being an autistic person around a non around a team of non autistic people, it's okay. not, yeah, it's not a very because good people experience. don't understand at all. You don't even understand yourself. You know? <laughs> That's <laughs> true. You know, um, I don't. I wouldn't say this is a sacrifice though. I don't yeah. really have many relationships with people, but I mm-hmm. think that's more like. From of like, who you are yeah and like things that have happened in the past and i don't know like it's hard to it's hard to make friends or like build relationships with new people for me it's always i guess it's always been that way well we understand that because oh, you know understand we've been married that. almost 20 years and we mm-hmm. keep ourselves in a bubble we and, do and yeah. and it's like because people don't you know we've been a 24 seven couple, our whole marriage, mm-hmm. but we've always worked together, always done different things together. Um, yeah. and because your average couple, they can't comprehend that. Right. They got to always question, Oh, y'all don't trust each other. Y'all this, y'all that y'all unhealthy. So it's hard to find true friends even for us because they don't understand. This is how we choose to live our marriage. Yeah. yeah. And that's nothing wrong with that at all. Like I think, I don't know. I think if anything, I, I don't know your friends. But that sounds like some of that sounds like jealousy. Like I, let's be honest. The divorce rate is what fifty percent in this country. It People, is. you know, misery loves company. Like it's it's hard to. It's easy and we're going to cross twenty years in October. Yes. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. But I, I mean, yeah. Any. Any good relationship is people are going to be like, hmm, what's, you know, what's really going on? And that's, <laughs> exactly. but that's what makes it special. There is nothing going on. And the quicker yeah. they realize that, the quicker their relationships can get better. So you guys are setting mm-hmm. a great example. And I mean, yeah, they'd have been doesn't right. have to be that way. You know, they would have been right early on because I went through 19 years of addictions and the first five years of our marriage right. was still in that. Mm-hmm. So it was really hectic on her, but you know, she never nagged me, never put me down. She uplifted me, was my cheerleader. She did everything in her power to help me realize that God loves me and so does she. Yeah. And it was that it was through her that I was able to kick the addictions and all that for now over 14 years. And that's the thing that people that's another thing people don't want to go through. They don't want to go like you were talking about the sacrifices and all that. Like that. That time in your life, I'm sure, had a direct effect on like you guys' relationship now. Mm-hmm. But you know, you talk to any of these other people that's you know talking all this shit about you. Like, I'm sorry, <laughs> can I say that? Oh, okay. <laughs> these other people that are talking all this stuff about you, like they don't want to go through the years of addiction and the stuff that y'all went through to build the marriage, y'all did, but they want to be in the marriage. Yeah, because no matter yeah. what, you know, again, when you talk about marriage, you got two 
people that has their own baggage. I don't care who they are. Everybody Everyone, has bad baggage. Some form, yeah. And they're going to make this life together. You're going to through, go through a lot of crap before you finally get it together. But when <laughs> yes, you, but if you make it to do. that other side, then you get to the point, like with us, I think what makes us so powerful right now is we don't take each other for granted because we know where we come from. <laughs> yeah, we, we know where we almost ended you know, yeah. and all that. And we, when we made it through this, so, you know, you know, what it is, then, it's, it's the pain and the <clears> suffering. Pain I mean, people don't want to talk about that, but yeah. pain and suffering is the only way to become a person of greatness. You look at anybody's biography, anybody that anybody looks up to, their life has not just been sunshine and rainbows. Like pain is, you know, it's everybody wants to be great, but nobody wants to go through pain. <laughs> to get there. Yeah. yeah. But, but you like, have to go through pain to be great because, you know, I've watched people who shapes you. I've yeah, watched people who um, haven't had a whole lot of pain in their life. I mean, everybody has pain, but there's some people that don't, don't they've been sheltered through their mm. life. And then at 30, something big happens and they just crumble. And it's That's because. Right. So they still have to go through the pain. It's just later in life. I'd rather go through it mm-hmm. earlier Early, to, yeah. to build that up. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. you sure don't want to be go through it at 30 and 40. And that's your first time really feeling real pain. Oh, yeah. No, that would be that's that's very scary. But you're right. That's a lot of people's reality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? <clears throat> and that's what makes a great story. Yeah, that's true, too. Cause, cause who? I mean, who wants to read a book and I read everything went perfect. <laughs> perfect? I mean, who can read yeah. or you watch a Lifetime movie and you're watching it, and because even the Hallmark movies, as great as a Hallmark is, they all they, they have they always yeah, they, have, yeah, they have the problem. downfall, and yeah, then the, 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 they have the fairy tale, then the nightmare, and then the and then back to fairy tale. That's kind of how we have been. Yeah, yeah. And, and all that. So again, it's like you know, no matter who we are in life. We're going to have our fairy tale moments and we're going to have our nightmare moments. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of Hard making it through it together so that we can cross that finish line the day we die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> so um, what are some moments that are like, wow, for you highlight moments? We talked a little bit about the struggle side. Let's go the other way. Meeting Kobe Bryant was a wild moment. <laughs> oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually like building a relationship with him was another wild moment. That was the closest I ever felt to like, to being someone of significance. He was connected to so many people. And in my mind, I'm like, (laughs) you know, if this person that's, that's been around all these people. Just knowing him, you're, you're like two degrees from the world. Yeah, but not from a not from a two degrees from the world standpoint. I look at it like if this dude has seen it's like a, when you get a good movie review by a movie reviewer that's seen a ton of movies, you know, uh, like mm-hmm. you get a good person review by someone that's seen a ton of people. Um, it's pretty humbling, you know, that that person would want to spend time with you. Um, yes. You know, um, yeah, I, I meant it from that aspect. Uh, another wild moment was when I wrote, probably when I wrote my first song, just uh, like, wow, I could actually do this. This is okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, I like to do threes. Another wow moment when I learned how to produce. Oh, wow. like when I learned how to like, you know, produce music and mix it. That was, it's addictive. It's very addictive, but yeah, I, I love, <laughs> I love that side of it too now. So, so yeah. tell us about yours truly. 
Um, <clears throat> it is. So all of my albums follow that uh, signature, you know, sincerely, then this is going to be yours truly. Um, it's, it's, it's an open letter from me to whoever wants to read it. Um, this is the most open and vulnerable I've ever been in any music that I've dropped. And I actually, when I was listening to the masters, I thought to myself, like, do I, do I want to release this? Like, this is, this is personal stuff, but you know, <laughs> what I, I mean, I wrote it and I, I like the way it sounds and, you know, hopefully other people dig it too. But, um, yours truly is coming from a place of, uh some a combination of honesty and authenticity with vulnerability like i said um being the overarching theme sorry being the overarching theme um i wanted people to know more about me uh like there's three so there's three extra tracks on the project but these aren't songs these are interludes <clears throat> in the interludes you can get i uh have a friend of mine her name is mia davis fantastic actress by the way um mm -hmm. I had her read both parts of my inner dialogue to try to personify it. So one of them's oh, about wow. music, the other one, one's about mental health and one's about comedy. Um, but yeah, between that and then actually listening to the songs, this is, this is me becoming the artist that I've been trying to become in terms of, you know, artists that I love and the way that they present themselves and their music and content and so forth. So I'm very excited about it. Um, I even play some of the drums, not the acoustic drums. I do. Uh, I play drum machine. Uh, I have an Akai yeah. PC. So so, yeah, it's um, it's another step in the direction of me, you know, telling my story, you know, um, carving out my, you know, sound and, um, you know, continuing on this journey. Wow, love mm -hmm. that. As you know, a lot of people they see you, but they don't see the teams that surround you. In our opinion, the teams never get love. They don't. On our show, they get love. So take a few moments and tell us about the team that helps you be who you are. Okay. Um there's uh my wife, you know, I mean my wife and my kids, uh so Brianna, Kennedy, and Kendall. Uh we've got two dogs, two Doberman, Anakin and Aria. That's my support system, you know, in terms of just, you know, it's my family. Um, yeah. mm -hmm. that's, the, that's the best way I can put that. Um, outside of that sphere, I've got people that help me on, but like Aaron Amos, he works with, he works, uh, he works for Brianna. Well, he works for Brianna and I, but he's uh, my music manager. Um, and also with the comedy and so forth. Pretty much if you're trying to book me, that's the person you're going to talk to. He also helps me coordinate my calendar um, and helps me coordinate like rehearsals, which in and of itself is just, I mean, golly, that's a job. Coordinating all these different people's schedules. Like I tried it. Do you guys know that I'm mentally ill too? Like I had an episode. Oh wow. I was trying to coordinate schedules and I was like, it shouldn't be, you know, like in my mind, it shouldn't be this hard. Like I don't know <laughs> what am I not doing right, you know? Mm -hmm. um, wow. Uh, so there's Aaron, there, uh, David, is uh my publicist he had uh, him and rail i hope i'm pronouncing that the right way it's either rail or right i'm gonna let's keep it at rail um <laughs> david and rail help from the uh from a lifestyle you know uh publicity standpoint and then there's uh ryan and the other team at jensen communications who helped me from a music publicity standpoint 
Um, it was my therapist. I'm not going to say her name because HIPAA laws, but I am trying to get her on my next album, so that'd be cool. <laughs> uh, my psychiatrist. My psychiatrist is actually retiring, but I'm going to find another psychiatrist, so we're just going to say mm-hmm. my psychiatrist for now. Uh, they, um, The psychiatrist is the one who prescribes me the medication, and we check in once a month yeah. to see how I'm doing on the medication, the monitoring oh, wow. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I would say... Um, the pastor of my church, uh, his name is Brad Thomas, but the whole church just in general, Austin Ridge is a fantastic place. And um, I'm a very spiritual, is the word spiritual? I believe in God. And uh, I actually like did the research when I, when I went to college, because, you know, if I'm gonna base my life on this, I need to know, right. you know, what I'm basing yeah. my life on. Um, that makes sense. There's Marilyn McCormick, who is my uh, acting slash performance coach. She uh, she helps. So I do stand up comedy, too. Um, okay, yeah. So she helps me with, you know, being more expressive because I don't know how to I don't know how to show, show emotion on my face because of the <laughs> autism. So oh, wow. okay. she helps me, be, you know, learn how to be emotionally expressive and those kind of things wow. and just be a better performer. Um, that makes a lot of sense. It does. There's Mario Castellanos. He's my bass player. Um, and he's he's one of the people that's been uh, influential. He's he's everything you've heard that I produce. He's played the bass on. Um, wow. He's, uh, you know, great dude. Um, and he's actually how I met the rest of my band. Uh, the rest of the band is Brennan Howell. He's a he's our drummer. And uh Bryce Powell, he's a keyboard player, and we have a singer named Alyssa Harris. So all of them too. Um, I'm trying to think if I'm forgetting anybody. There's Oscar Zamora, he's my trainer. Um, there's Grace, she's my uh, chef. I'm on a very strict. Okay, it's oh, okay. It's, people call it very strict. I don't see it as very strict. <laughs> I'm on a very strict eating plan. Um, <laughs> well, you like it, right? Yeah, yeah I like it. That's why I was like, I, yeah, that's what matters. Like, and you feel good when you eat better. I, don't, yeah. I just think some people just, you know, eat really bad. And so kind of like you guys, what you were talking about with your relationship earlier. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah. I, uh, um, there's three of my best friends, uh, Nick McGowan, Megan Wilson, and... Um, what is Diamond's last name? Wow, I cannot think of Diamond's last name. I'm sorry, Diamond. But uh, <laughs> I've known Megan the longest out of the three. I've known Megan since kindergarten. Um, oh, wow. That's but they're point. like, they're people that I talk to all the time. And my therapist is, would be like, she's one of my closest friends too. So love, awesome. love that. Now, speaking of teens, we have a third co host, our 10 year old. Yes, we do. Oh. To ask a few questions. So, yeah, Sandy's going to go get him. I'll get him. Okay. And we got a three-year-old that when she gets older, she'll be plugged in a show too, because we're keeping that family affair. That's cool. <laughs> That's cool. So what's next in your world? Um, <laughs> so I've got I've got some shows the next two weeks. Um, I started a comedy show. I started producing a comedy show called Fresh Lineups. It's actually at my barbershop, <laughs> you know, Fresh Lineups <laughs> at the barbershop. Um, it's once a month on Thursdays. Um, so I've got that coming up next week. I've got a musical show coming up next week. I'm trying out for the church worship team tonight from six to nine. I'm very oh, nervous. No. I'm very nervous. <laughs> um, I don't know why I'm nervous. My, my wife says I shouldn't be, but I'm very nervous. 
Uh, Within God's hands, right? I mean, yeah, but at the same time, you know, you don't, I mean, it's easier you to say that after perform. a win than a loss. Like, you know, <laughs> it's in God's hands. You know, when you won, it's great. Well, you know, when you lose, it's all part of God. So God wants me to be a loser, you know. <laughs> um, and I'm, we're going to Disney World, not next week, but the week after next. I am so excited. We're going to that Star Wars hotel, the house in. Um, and I'm so excited. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. Sorry, four I'm... weeks from today, we're going to Nashville for a week. Oh, that'll be fun. Yeah, he, in fact, um, our very first trip last year to Nashville, um, we were walking on um, almost to Broadway. We was in front of Hockey Tonk Central, and one of the band members seen little Chris out. We were just out on the sidewalk mm. and gave a drumstick to somebody to go hand him. So he, he, he hands him a drumstick, said, that guy in there wants you to have this. So we thought that was cool. So we didn't think anything of it. So we walk across the street, across Broadway. So we're in front of Dirk's Bentley Row. And we're sitting there. And the lead singer of whoever of, uh, that was singing that night, she looks down, sees the drumstick in his hand, jumps down, and asks him, how would you like to play drums with us for a song? Nice. So he So she pulls him through the window puts him on stage in front of two, 300 people, however many people that can fit, because it was packed house. Mm. And he getting to play the drums for the first time ever in front of our audience on a stage on Broadway. Nice. <laughs> that's a great, that's a great introduction. <laughs> so how was that? It was great. <laughs> He's going to be looking down on the rest of the gigs. He gets to the house. But, this isn't like fun, Broadway. What, what's funny is after that, he we every time we stopped in front of the wind, one of the windows, he would hold the drumstick up, seeing if he could recreate that. <laughs> hey, why not work once? Exactly. <laughs> I feel you. All right. All right. Hi, Joseph. What's your favorite food? My favorite food? Um, steak. Steak. Mm. Yeah. I, rib, specifically ribeye steak. I, I didn't even have to think about it. Yeah, I love steak. Because what's yours? Mine is pizza. Nice. <laughs> you eat it all day long. I used to love pizza. Well, actually, no, I was always like, I still, actually, no, I still love pizza. It just messes up my stomach, but I still do eat it from time to time. Ah. Uh, all right, so what's your favorite TV show and movie? Favorite TV show? Is this of all time? Uh, Yeah. I'm not gonna do a tie. I'm gonna say everybody <laughs> hates Chris. Ah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I relate a lot to that show. I think it's hilarious. And then my f most favorite movie of all time. <sighs> I'm still gonna say Goodfellas. It's been Goodfellas for like a long time, but yeah, <laughs> still Goodfellas. Yeah, I love Goodfellas. I could watch it whenever. Because what's yours? My favorite TV show is SpongeBob, and my favorite movie is The Minions. Nice. I was I was hoping you didn't say Goodfellas for your favorite movie. Like he's <laughs> ten years old. What? <laughs> what? What? What's bad is he's ten, but he's five foot two. Oh wait, is that? I don't know what normal height is for normal age. Wait, so, there's no such thing as normal. I don't he's know. Like, 
he he. I mean, he's like tall for ten. Oh, you're gonna be tall. Okay. Mom. He's almost tallest mom. Oh wow. Okay. That's why they. That's why she pulled you through that window. You probably look like a grown man sitting out there with that drumstick. Everybody thinks he's like twelve or thirteen, and I mean, in the face you can tell he's not. But when you look yeah. at his body, he's like. Keep your birth certificate on you. Just keep a copy in your pocket just in case. Because when you start yeah. playing sports, no. <laughs> I need a certificate on that kid. No, let me see that. You know. Bye, thanks. No problem. It's nice to meet you. <clears throat> he he loved to do the show. He's been on almost every episode. Yeah. Nice. <clears throat> so if you could co-write with any artist, dead or alive, who would it be? Marvin Gaye. Mm. Oh, that's a great one, yeah. Marvin Gaye. Sly Stone is real close second, like a real close second. But uh, Marvin Gaye. So what's a song you've heard? And this probably has a thousand answers. Oh, yeah. But what's a song you've heard you wish you wrote? What's going on? Oh, great. I one. mean, that whole album, I wish I wrote it. It's fantastic. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah. So what's, what's going on? I remember I asked that question to somebody and it was like, whatever the current number one is. <laughs> <laughs> so they were thinking monetary. I was like, that's yeah. smart though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you can probably find out a lot about people's uh, motivations with those kind of questions. <clears throat> yeah. yeah yes. Did. And somebody said, happy birthday. Remember? Cause yeah. everybody sings happy birthday. Cause that would make you super rich, right? Yeah. <laughs> On that one. It would make yeah. you super rich. <laughs> so um where do you want to be in five years okay what i'm about to say is unrealistic but it is where i want to oh, be that's, in five that's years. the goal is to have a vision yeah, here the vision in five years i want to be as big as drake oh, kanye wow. west i want to be touring the world i want the people around me to be successful. It's one thing for you to be successful, but like, I want to be able to pay my band enough to where like, you know, they don't have to work, yeah. you know, um, mm -hmm. I want to be able to, you know, pour back into the people that poured into me. Like I said, with that success, um, mm -hmm. I would like to be also touring the world as a comedian. I want to win the Mark Twain prize for American humor oh, wow. too. So, oh, well. uh, I, I hopefully I've done like two or three specials by then, at least one hour long special. Um, and I would want to be on my way to taking the music, taking music in a different direction and creating a space that didn't exist before me. Wow. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and that's great. Cause I'm um, like back in 2014 or 15 actually it was, we, yeah. inter we interviewed Kelsey Ballerini before she was Kelsey. So mm -hmm. to speak. and look, and when I asked her that question, I remember um, the answer she gave us is to the T of what she's living now. I mean, here it is five, six years later, she knew where she was going and she made it happen. So we know we've yes. watched people literally go from, you know, from where she was to where she is now in five years. So it can happen. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. So let's look further down the road. Let's say 15 years down the road. Um, and you're a success on a grand scale. Whatever that looks like for you, you've made it. What do you hope that you never forget when you get there?
that, I mean, that I'm a human being, you know, that I don't know everything, that mm-hmm. I don't have all the answers. I mean, and I feel like my life, you know, with the with the illnesses and the disorders and stuff, you know, remind me of that constantly. But I, I don't have all the answers. And, you know, I mean, while I can do a lot of things alone, you can't do everything by yourself. Mm-hmm. So just That's remaining true. humble, you know what I mean? Like continuing to be the person I am in terms of like, I don't know how to do this. Let me ask someone as opposed to, I don't know how to do this, but I'm super successful. So uh, this has got to be right. You know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I don't ever want to become... I don't ever want to become unhumble and I don't ever want to become uncharitable. Like helping the poor is really important to me. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. What are some sources of inspiration for you? My emotions. Um, I try, I, it's really easy for me to put my emotions in the songs because I don't just hear sounds. Like I can feel the sounds too. So, yeah. I can, you know, personify how I'm feeling with music, like with tones and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, and then painful moments. And that's not just painful moments as in like someone died or, yeah. you know, yeah. that kind of thing. But I mean, you know, some memories are sad memories. Like when you have, when you have some good memories have sadness to them when members mm-hmm. of them are no longer in your life anymore. Those right. kind of yeah. things. Um, mm-hmm. And honesty just me being honest um about where i'm at and how i feel so i'll probably say those three things awesome and what would you like for your legacy to be in entertainment what would you like to be known and remembered for Helping people. I want, I mean, yeah, more than anything, uh, it makes me feel really good when I get messages from people or hear from people who were, and this has nothing to do with music, but I guess guess it has something to do with music, but (laughs) people are like, you know, I heard your music interview, you talked about the mental health, you know, that really helped Mm -hmm. me. Um, yeah, you know, that kind of helping people. Uh, that's that's what I, I want to be known for helping people. Oh, great answer. And yeah. if you could say anything to your followers, what would you want to tell them? I appreciate y'all. Um, I really do. And you know, uh, obviously, I'm just getting started, but you know, I don't forget about who was around at the beginning. Mm-hmm. So I do appreciate y'all. And I hope you're doing well, you know? Um, Yeah. Love that. So as we close out here, um, what advice would you give somebody who wants to do what you do? You should get qualified advice. Um, And I know somebody got mad at me when I said this on the interview, but it's true. (laughs) There are people who, who are singing that shouldn't be singing. There are people who are you know, pursuing music full time. I was working out. There's people who are doing a bunch of things. I, I When I first moved to Austin, mm-hmm. I started working out with this dude who, you know, he was my bodybuilding coach. This man had been trying to become a professional bodybuilder for 20 years. Oh, wow. wow. And it time. happened on year 20. So now I think he's on 21, 22. Qualified advice. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. that kind of <laughs> stuff. Like, I mean, who? because who's in your life telling you to continue that? 
Right. 20 years. I mean, y'all been married for 20 something years. Like, yeah. imagine this whole time if he was trying to become a professional bodybuilder, oh, wow. it didn't work. You know, <laughs> um, we just went the other way where we probably started a um, hundred different business ideas and all failed. And they failed. Yeah. And we, yeah. But we didn't yeah. stick around. We would do this. It didn't work. Do this. So it, we didn't stick to it for 20 years. We just did a hundred different things. In but this you, found, you know what, though? Everybody's story is different, and that's how you had to find what worked for y'all, mm -hmm. you know. But that's exactly. so get the qualified advice, like, don't just listen to your mama and your friends who are going to tell the truth. What's funny hurt. about that, though, you see, even there, you have to be careful. And we we interviewed um, a guy that worked that went worked for one of the big labels, mm -hmm. and one of the questions I asked him, oh, yeah, one of the Nashville is, labels, um, um, one of the questions I asked him was, what, um, was his um, biggest regrets when he did work as, at the labels? Mm. Um, big mistakes, I should say, he made. Mm -hmm. And he says, um, "People are going to shoot me for this one." <laughs> he said, "He says, but he says, but when Kenny Chesney and Jason Aldean both came to him, he said they'll never make it." He says, mm. "I didn't sign them." And yeah, he said he couldn't see it. He said, I couldn't see it. And so he was like, so he was, he was letting everybody know. He says, just because us executives have an opinion does mm -hmm. not always mean we're right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I think sometimes people assume that, and that's what I was talking about with the human thing earlier. People assume that people there at the top or in this executive level are now, uh, you know, batting a thousand, you know, perfect. And like, these are still human beings like everybody else. They make mistakes. You know, you hear people, I can't believe they turned down so-and-so. And so you probably would have done it too if you were in their shoes at that time. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, it's just like when you hear Christians right? talking about Adam and Eve. I can't believe Adam and Eve bit the apple. You would have done it too. Or not the apple, but the fruit. You would have yeah. done it too. Yes. You know, Very these people awesome. that point their, you know, point at you talking about you need Jesus. Well, Jesus died for everybody. You need him too. But you know, <laughs> yeah. We all do. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, I, I I think it's okay for those people to make those kind of mistakes. You know how many people told me that I'd never uh play at it? These are just people who told me I would never get on the field at LSU. Wow. Let alone college. And I mean, I mean, let alone, you know, uh, the NFL and all that other kind of stuff. So like, yeah, I mean that's you know, a lot of people that's made it to top levels in different industries, um, I've learned that they've always said there's like four, three or four cycles that people go through. First, they tell you, you can't do it. Then they tell you it won't last. Then they tell you you were lucky. And then at the very end, they're telling everybody, oh, I always knew they'd make it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's true. I've experienced that with football. That is, that is true. <laughs> so, the, you forgot crazy. the fifth phase when they start hitting you up asking for money. Next time I tell that, I'm about to add that we'll one. Add that yeah, in. that yeah. that phase is in. Hey, I always knew you. You think I could hold a couple thousand dollars? It's just a thousand dollars. Well, if it's just a thousand dollars, why don't you have it? Come on, baby. You know. Yes. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. That that's crazy. I, I love that. And again, you know, I love that people can be candid on the show because you know we never know. <clears throat> where the show's gonna go. And that's what we love about it. And that's it. what I love about this. That's I think that's why we're so passionate about doing this and why we've been able to do so many because it's not like a rut where you it's like you do it over and over and over because it's a different guest. Every guest has this different story and different mm -hmm. even if I ask the same question, they're not answering it the same way. So mm -hmm. it's like 
Ooh, I never thought of that. And, or, you know, yeah, so it's been over 500 perspectives that we've been able to yes, tap into and learn from. That's fantastic. <clears throat> so tell everybody how they can find you. Um, so there's the America's most wanted watch list. If you just, no, I'm just playing. Uh, my, <laughs> my website is joebarksdale.com. Uh, you can, or you can just Google search Joe Barksdale music. Um, you know, and that's where the, you'll find links to the Spotify and the Apple iTunes, Apple music, and so forth. Um, I also am on social media. Um, again, you can find those links on joebarkstale.com, but it's at JB Dale, JBD as in dog, A-L-E-7-2 um, on Twitter and on Instagram. Um, email is at info at josephbarkstale.com. If you want to reach out, you can DM me or send me an email. Um, and I'm just trying to make sure that's everything. Yeah, that's everything. <laughs> <laughs> love that you know we really enjoyed having you on the we show did. today and we definitely look forward to having you back down the road oh thank you for having me and i look forward to being back this was fantastic i love oh, it you we have were a great guest thanks so oh, much for your time today oh thank you guys for your